It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Tuesday, June 21st, 2016. We have about a dozen ships on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have northwest winds today, 10 to 15 knots, easing a bit in the afternoon. And today we're going to talk about kind of a fun subject, something that you might hear if you happen to be walking on the Riverwalk or anywhere near the river, um, anywhere in the lower Columbia, the kinds of horn signals you might hear ships and boats sounding on the river and elsewhere. They can be a really good way to tell a vessel's intentions, and it's a good way for vessels to communicate with one another. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, let's take a look at today's Columbia River ship schedule. We have four inbounders, we have six in the Astoria anchorage, and we have three outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is a ship called the James Bay. She's arriving from offshore, headed for Longview. She's a bulk carrier going there to pick up logs. She'll pass Astoria around 2.30 a.m., and you might see her in Longview by about 6 a.m. The New Journey is a bulker arriving from South Korea. She's headed for Astoria's anchorage, and she'll be going upriver eventually to pick up wheat. You might see her in Astoria's anchorage off the downtown waterfront by about 9.30 a.m. The BTG Kailash is arriving from China. She's headed for Astoria's anchorage. She'll be there for a bit and then leave later on to head upriver. So she will be going upriver to pick up wheat. She'll arrive in the anchorage around 10.30 a.m. and will be there until about 2 p.m. when she'll head upriver to Kalama and arrive at the port of Kalama by about 7 p.m. today. Uh, Next inbound, we have the Katie Hill. She's arriving from Russia, headed for Longview, and she's going there to pick up a cargo of pet coke for export. She will pass Astoria around 12.30 a.m. on Wednesday and arrive at about 4 a.m. on Wednesday at the port of Longview. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Pan Amber headed for Longview to pick up wheat at about 4 a.m. She'll be arriving in Longview at at around 7.30 a.m. The New Journey is leaving the Anchorage for Vancouver to pick up wheat at about noontime. That would put her at the Port of Vancouver by about 6 p.m. Then we have uh, the London 2012. She's headed uh, upriver to Kalama about 1 a.m. on Wednesday to pick up corn, soy, or wheat. That would put her... At the Port of Kalama by about 6 a.m. on Wednesday. And then we have two ships awaiting orders in the Astoria Anchorage, the American Greca and the Hanton Trader 5. And our outbounders, we have a bulker called the CF Diamond. She's leaving Longview with wheat on board around 1 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 4.30 p.m. The TN Sunrise is leaving Kalama carrying wheat at about 1.30 p.m. She'll pass Astoria outbound around 6.30 p.m. And our final outbounder for the day so far is the Crimson Kingdom. She's a bulker leaving the port of Kalama with corn, soy, or wheat on board or some combination of the above. She'll be leaving around 4.30 p.m. That would put her passing Astoria outbound maybe around 9.30 p.m. And a little more about our marine weather forecast. We have forecast. We have uh, wind waves from the northwest, two feet high at four seconds apart, and uh, west swells four feet high at seven seconds. And that seven seconds is the distance, the time between wave crests, and that is referred to as the period of the wave, the wave period. And um, you know, uh, the closer the waves, the shorter the wave period, the more choppy it is out there. Well, today I'd like to talk with you about something kind of fun. Something you may have heard while you were near the river, walking on the river, walking Astoria, or doing something where you were within earshot of the river. 
and that is the sounds of ships and boats conversing with one another using sound signals, usually via electric or compressed air horns. Now, while vessels usually have the capacity to speak with one another via VHF radio, there is also a long tradition in the maritime realm of using horn or whistle signals, as they are called on ships sometimes, to let each other know their intentions. So knowing what another vessel is intending to do as you are, say, approaching one another or as one vessel is overtaking the other is a very good thing to know for the sake of safety. So there are nautical rules of the road, of course, like there are rules on land, and they also govern how things are handled out there on the water. But for today, let's just talk about those few sound signals you are most likely to hear if you're standing on the waterfront in any of the river towns along the Columbia. One of them is one short blast, about a second long. That means that uh, from one vessel to another, I want to pass you on my port or left-hand side of your vessel. So that lets the person know that this vessel is going to want to pass to with its port side toward the vessel that it's passing. When two vessels are approaching one another, this is referred to as passing port to port because both of the vessels will be like cars on the road passing with their left, cars on the road in the United States passing with their left sides sort of facing um, nearest each other as they pass. Now, two short blasts means I want to pass you on my starboard or right-hand side of the vessel. So this is a little less intuitive and a little less of the general rules of the road. So if somebody does that, two short blasts, it means that they want to put their right side toward you, and then you will putting. If you are approaching one another, you will then have your right side toward them. It's very important because if you get your signals crossed, so to speak, and one of you thinks you're passing port to port and the other thinks you're passing starboard to starboard, you could have a collision. So it's important to know these. And, and it's just interesting that if you're standing on the river walk and you hear these sounds, you kind of know what the vessels out there are telling one another. Now, uh, another signal that we often hear in the anchorage is three short blasts. And that means that a ship is has its engines in reverse and it is starting to back up. An important thing to know if you're near one of those very big ships, that it's, and this often happens when ships are in the anchorage and they have, they've prepared to leave, they've hauled up their anchor, and for various reasons of maneuverability, they are now backing up. So if you hear those three short blasts, look around for a ship in the anchorage that is starting to slowly move backwards. You can tell when the engines are running because there probably will be a little puff of smoke coming out of the smokestack. Now, another one that we hear quite often on the river is five short blasts in a row. This means danger. This means that the the vessel, usually a ship, does not understand an approaching boat's intentions. And you hear this a lot during fishing season because sometimes there are small boats in the channel and the ships are essentially tooting at them to say, get the heck out of the way because I can't move and you need to. So we do often hear that one, sometimes more than others during certain times of the year from ships signaling to smaller vessels that are much more maneuverable than they are. Now, if you hear one prolonged blast, about four to six seconds, it can mean a vessel is entering or exiting a blind turn, nearing an obstructed area, or leaving a dock or a berth. If you hear one prolonged blast every two minutes, this is the signal for a vessel operating in fog or limited visibility. So if you're going along, um, you have an, an, a power-driven vessel. If you're going along in the fog, you have a legal obligation to blow a horn every two minutes to let other vessels that may not be able to see you know where you are. Now, another one is one prolonged blast and two short blasts every two minutes. That is a sailing vessel operating in low or restricted visibility. And that is one that um, I have some experience with on sailboats leaving, say, the West Mooring Basin, heading out into the river 
Um, you blow one long blast as you're leaving, and as you come back in, one long blast and two short blasts. And it, it lets people know that you are there. If they haven't noticed that you're there, they're going to know when you blow one of those compressed air horns. Believe me, it's pretty hard to ignore. So the, the main um, intention of all of these things is to get the attention of the people on another vessel. Let them know you're there. Let them know to be watching what you're going to do. And by the code of the, the sequence of the blasts that you, the signals that you make on that horn, um, you're letting people know what your intentions are, and that's a very good thing for safety. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day. <laughs>